Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and occasionally a special guest here to talk about the club that we love, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs. Let's go. All right. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy. This is Dave joined today by Steve and Mike, and we got a special guest I'll introduce in just a moment. Uh, Steve, how are you today, sir? Man, I'm a mixed bag right now. I just ate a delicious brunch, um, so I'm feeling pretty good there, but it doesn't quite get the rotten taste of what happened this morning out of my mouth. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, healthy serving in Newcastle pie this morning, right? Uh, Mike, how about you? How's it going? Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm actually not that upset right now. Um, I went on a nice, uh, two and a half, three mile hike with the family. Uh, got a lot of things off my chest, but I got to tell you walking along, I saw, I see my son, you know, in front of me, you know, bouncing through the, through the mud and stuff on the trail. And he's got his water bottle with him with this big hot spur sticker on it. And I never in my life wanted to throw a rock at something so badly in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i wasn't really that upset but then when i saw that 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 cock roll and i went god damn it you got triggered <laughs> you got triggered by your son's sticker there we go <laughs> hey and we are joined today by we got a new friend of the program i want to welcome kamal now kamal has a distinguished honor he is our first ever non-spurs guy who's joined us so kamal I'll just to let you know how we kind of roll um obviously we'd love to know a little bit about you but then you're not Spurs, so you can't tell us your Spurs story. But I would, I would love to hear what your uh, your story behind the club that you support is, and why why that's who you are today. So come on, welcome, man. Tell us about yourself. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's an honor to be a part of this uh, this clever crew here. I listened to a, a few of your your uh, episodes, and uh, you guys are good stuff. Um, so yeah, thank you, thank you for the the warm welcome. Uh, yeah, my name is Kamal. Um, I'm, I'm a really close friend with, uh, Mike, um, who's on here, this podcast, uh, weekly. And, um, I am a Manchester United fan, uh, have been for a very long time. Uh, and I think it all kind of began with, uh, just my, my family, my culture, uh, my, my entire family's Jamaican and they all just grew up watching soccer and, you know, I kind of, you know, followed suit and didn't really have a team, you know, uncles and aunts, they followed, you know, the Premier League and, you know, uh, more, more uh, lower level teams these days, like the Blackburns and the, um, and the, uh, the, the Crystal Palaces, although, you know, they're not lower tier, but, um, and I didn't really have a team. And uh, I think it all started with uh, the, the treble. Um, in, in 90 and 98 for the team. I followed soccer before that. My, my family big into the Brazilians. So, you know, the Ronaldos, the, the Ronaldinhos, the Kakas um, were, were great. Um, but uh, I think it was the treble 98, 99. That season was, was great. And, you know, everyone fell in love with gigs and skulls and I fell in love with gigs and skulls and there were men of all men out there. And, uh, and I think, you know, uh, the following years, we, we just kept kept winning. And, you know, uh, a little some flashier guys started to come along. You know, we had we had the Beckhams and then the Van Nistelrooy's came along and then the Ronaldo's and, you know, uh, and then we have Ferdinand at the back. So it just got better and better. And, you know, we just kept winning. <laughs> so I think that's how, how it all started for me in terms of, uh, you know, following this specific team and, and a fan of this team and 
you know, we uh, hitting some low points here recently. As, as we all know, the Premier League is, is starting to sprawl out a little, a little more parity uh, these days. But, um, you know, there's still the, the, the top gunners and we still like to consider ourselves the big six <laughs> with people still trying to kick us out. But, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's how it all started right there. So I think I just figured out when you talked about um, your family following Brazilian football, I realized why you and Mike are buddies. You must share a love for Lucas Mora that just uh, dominates every conversation that the two of you had. Is that, is that a good read? <laughs> don't you lie. Don't you fucking lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm not too high on, on Lucas uh, as high on, on him as Mike is, um, but he's a great player. He's got technical skill, just like a lot of the Brazilians. Um, so he can't, you know, you can't, you know, knock on him for that. I think sometimes the technical skill gets lost in, in the Premier League uh, a bit when you, you got a bunch of Premier players at top top towns from all over the world. So, but he's he's a good player. He's he's, he's definitely above average. I'll give you that. Right. That's why he was so good at PSG. You know, playing in that French league. It's you know the French and Italian leagues are uh, are huge with the uh, technical skill players, and it's it's just not as physical a game. You know. As, as you see in Germany and England. So, whereas, you know, we were talking on our WhatsApp chat earlier, uh, coming up with drinking game ideas. And one was, you know, every time Davinson Sanchez makes a mistake, you got to drink. But another one I thought of is every time that Lucas Moore gets dispossessed, you got to drink. And you'd be on your back by the end of the game if, uh, if, you, if you played either one of those games. <laughs> Well, hey, if before I we correctly, the uh, Lucas Moore, I mean, he's still doing the running too fast, right? He's just not. Yeah. He's, he's, yes. he's not thinking about. He's just kind of just going and leaving his brain behind. So that's <laughs> you know, that seems to be the case. He is fast and he can move that <laughs> ball, but yeah, it, it falls apart at the back end, no question. Hey, let's talk about this before we get into the misery of this morning's match on the Spurs side. Uh, we had the international break last weekend. Anybody do anything? enjoyable or uh exciting during the course of the international break steve how'd you spend your time uh i thought i was spending my time kind of you know getting over uh some of this uh stress that this team brings on uh, i found this morning that that was not the case it just you know maybe it hit away for a while but man it was back in in full force um so i guess uneventful international break of doing nothing really. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Mike, how about you? How'd you spend your break? Um, I spent my break kind of, pre- well, it was, a, we're preparing for work. We, uh, we just won our union at work uh, at the hospital. So that was Excellent. a, yeah, it was a big, it was a really big week uh, culminating in the vote count, the live vote count on Thursday. So um that's pretty much I we I spent almost all my week preparing for that and making sure, sure everybody got their votes and uh, you know obviously you can't ask them how they voted but you guys got to make sure everybody votes you know but that's outside of that I mean we don't need to talk politics right <laughs> <laughs> always a good idea not to do that in in good company uh, Kamal anything exciting for you during the international break um yeah i just uh we just closed on our house um nice nice congratulations thank you uh that was about two weeks ago uh give or take a few days and uh ever since that we've been going going after it project after project in the middle of one right now so uh redoing the bathroom so that that's we uh ripped up the carpet immediate i think we actually ripped up the carpet two days before we 
we close. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, projects after projects. That's that's what I've been up to. I, I caught some football. I watched the, uh, you know, like I said, being Jamaican, I watched the U.S. Jamaica game. Uh, I think it was the 20th. I don't know. It was a third. It was in the middle of the week, like a Thursday. Um, and that was fun to watch, uh, you know, uh, watching your your country play your other country. And, and the U.S. looked real good in that game. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. Dest, uh, Dest hit a nice, nice little curveball um, from the left side. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's how my uh, couple weeks went during the international break. Boy, that's a whole other conversation to talk about that U.S. men's team and uh, lack of lack of anything in recent years, but we'll, we'll save that one for another time. Um, for me, I, I actually, Mike and I had a good time. We, we recorded a baseball podcast last weekend. Nobody oh yeah. Banging, I forgot about that. Nobody's banging down our door <laughs> asking us for our input, but it, it was still fun to talk about that. And uh, <laughs> I was just pleased Spurs did not uh, go down into the table last weekend at all. So that was, that was excellent to see play out as well. Let's, let's move on to, to Newcastle this morning. Um, Let's start with you, Mike. What was your what was your read when you saw the lineups? When you saw how things got started out? What's your how'd you feel today? What that looked like for you? Well, you know, I got I got to tell you that like um, the first half of the game, um, I, I kind of saw it coming. You know, you, you get it. You get to a point with a team where you're watching a team for a season, and and you know, with this team, you don't know what you're going to expect. But I think I mentioned it a number of times where you get runs of like three, four and five games where you're, where you're playing really well. Everybody's kind of, they, they've found their formation. They found the players that they want to have on there uh, on the field. Um, and everything is kind of clicking all at once. And then you have a run of just garbage. Right. And that's what happens. I mean, that's probably today was the definition of Spursing. Right. So you give up, you give up that, that first goal, which is, I, it was a beautiful goal. I mean, I mean, it was, it was nicely played and, uh, you know, it, uh, Hugo had to make a couple of like amazing saves right off the bat, right off the bat. Yeah. Like um, first minute, right. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. And I was like, ah, oh, we're in for a ride today. And then, um, you know, we, we, we give up the goal and then, immediately like immediately we come back and Harry Kane's like, Oh yeah, well watch this motherfucker mm. and scores. And then minutes later scores again, you know, uh, Harry Kane doesn't miss typically. And then he missed in the second half today. Um, wait, I wait, think wait, he, he does miss on free kicks. So let's be on free kicks. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 He hits I think, the I, I, think I texted time. you guys in the, in the WhatsApp and I was like, why the hell is he lining up for this free kick right now? And then and I thought about it later on, the second free kick, and I was like, they're lining up for the free kick, and then here comes Bale onto the field. And I'm like, God damn it. No, this isn't happening. Sure enough, they let Bale take the free kick, and that's what they brought him on for, and then he did nothing for the rest of the game, you know, except for cover up his bald spot with his ponytail. <laughs> so, I mean, my take on it is I, I, I'm not too, I'm not too uh, upset about it, really, honestly. I mean, I think we kind of got what we deserved. Uh, our center back pairing was was garbage today. It wasn't what was what we had against Villa. I don't know where those two guys went. Uh, Tinganga was pretty good. Um, he didn't make too many sloppy errors, but I, I think you're starting to see a, a, a problem with like Davinson Sanchez thinking he's starting to. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, starting to. He's it's 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 becoming well. 
he's had a run a, a few good games in a row, right? But you kind of get into that point where I'm seeing what is his what his problem is, and I hadn't seen it before. I thought it was just that he's always getting caught behind the ball, but he's not. He's just way out of the out of fucking position constantly. He's trying. He thinks he's better than he is, so he's constantly trying to cover for. You know, cover for Tanganga, or he's, he's he's in Joe Roden's space for no reason at all. Like I feel like I feel like he was marking Joe Roden in that in that last goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. He was all up in his space, and then you got Reggie on the other side, just kind of on an island by himself. So you talk right. about Sanchez. I mean, he's had a couple of good games previously, but Toby was next to him each of those games, right? Today he didn't have Toby in his ear, telling him not to creep too far out or too far over. And I just have to wonder if, you know. Roden's younger if he doesn't respect him you know who knows what that is but he's not he's not Toby coaching him uh, before, looks, before we he looks slow today he just did he wasn't in it well he, he played the whole break right I mean he yeah. he looked good for Wales over the break but sure did before we go to Steve with uh Steve's always quality analysis Kamal I'm curious about your your perspective you know as a neutral uh looking at Spurs from the outside like what what do you see? Uh, what, what's what's your take, just in general, on what you saw today and what you see in general? Um, in general, uh, I believe they are obviously inconsistent, and I think it's a lot what what you guys are saying. A lot of times, it's a lot with uh, with the lineup. I think uh, the squad they send out on a on a you know weekly basis is inconsistent. Um, those players aren't necessarily playing with the, the same players every week, you know, they mix it up a little too much sometimes. Um, so I think it's just a little inconsistency there and, you know, a lot, a lot of relying on, I mean, obviously Kane and, and, and Son are your, you know, they're, they're your goal getters, but you know, you can't rely too much. I think at the position they are on the table, you know, other people need to step up, uh, which, you know, that's, that's not the case. I mean, majority of the, of the, you know, creations, the, the possible goal scoring chances come from those two players, you know, not, not many else outside of them. So, you know, and, and Bale getting used to coming back and, you know, then you have the inconsistent mark, you know, likes of Ndombele and Mora and, you know, that those are the guys that need to, you know, pick it up, pick it up a notch. You know? I feel like Ndombele was the only guy out there today. Like who, who actually gave a shit besides Harry. Harry looked like he actually gave a shit today. I mean, he got excited when he scored, but um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Kamal. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty well put. And, I think uh, we, I think we said, I think we said it a couple weeks ago too. It was like, if Lucas Moore and Lamella are like, are your best players out there, then you, you have problems. Yeah, uh, I'm not real upset about it though, but I mean, we're going to get what we get. We, we said it at the beginning of the year, probably yeah, a top five team, top 16. Yeah, and I think like you just said, Lamella and and more if they're your you know best players out there, that that is what you get. That's the product you're gonna get. <laughs> you're 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 not gonna you know you're gonna have a hard time squeaking by you know those top uh, three or four teams at the table. Now the the this season you know I think is a little more doable than than most uh, for those uh, teams from you know five through you know, 10 or 12, I, I, I think more of them have an opportunity this year. So, you know, in that fashion, then, you know, you, I guess this is the year if you're going to, you know, work some kinks out and, you know, toss out, a, a, you know, numerous different options, I guess this is the year to do it. I mean, you know, they still got to string together some wins, but 
you know, outside a city, you know, t- t- you know, three through 10, you know, it's wide open. It's been moving around for the past couple months and it'll, it'll continue to move around over the course of the next uh, few weeks here as well. Very true. Very true. Steve, how about, uh, let's, let's start from the beginning. What'd you think of the lineup? What'd you see of what you saw on the pitch today? I mean, Where's your- the lineup to me made sense. It worked against Aston Villa. It should have worked against Newcastle. I think my problem is always going to be with Sanchez, you know, and, and no, I see what are you talking about? <laughs> I, you know, I, I see people constantly going on out there. Oh, well, you know, he's young. He needs the experience. He'll get better. It's like, this was his 100th game in the premier league. It was like Joe Roden's fourth and he looked better. He wasn't great. Roden, you know, he obviously an experience, obviously a lot of work needs to be done. But Roden was the better center back. Again, Sanchez is the one who has the experience. You know, I'm getting real sick and tired of the excuses um, that that people make for him. Because, look, yeah, I get he's young, but at at a certain point, it's just got to click for you as a defender. And if it doesn't, then all the talent, all the natural athleticism in the world isn't going to help you. You know, you can't have somebody sitting next to you, hand-holding you for your entire career and expect to do well. It just doesn't happen. I think honestly, if if he were benched, you know, for for a couple of games by by Jose just to teach him a lesson, maybe that'd get it into his head. But I mean, honestly, who do you start? Toby needs to be in there. I would love to see Toby and, and Joe Roden uh, get a run out because obviously Dyer's not <laughs> going to be an, any better replacement for him. Um, but it, it's that defense that that kind of drops the quality of the rest of the team, right? Like I can't tell you the number of times today that Hoiberg was dropping back into, into almost like a back three to play last minute tackles or, you know, last ditch interceptions. Um, and, you know, when, when Hoiberg's dropping back to do that, suddenly Ndombele's dropping back. And, you know, I mentioned it to you guys, he's not the kind of player who is going to go box to box for 90 minutes. Right. He's kind of going to sit, near where you know most of the game's being played that's being played in our defensive third you know you've essentially cut Ndombele out of the game he's not providing much to you you know Lo Celso lost on an island for the most part Lucas was just running all over the place um Kane Vinicius you know same sort of thing Kane's dropping back to kind of orchestrate Vinicius is left alone with you know two center backs He's, you know, he, he harried them, you know, he obviously put the pressure on and, and did his job, um, but it, you know, it wasn't working. Sun came on and I felt that honestly was probably a mistake because that wasn't where the issue was for me. Um, you know, it's a, it's an attacking player for an attacking player. What you really needed to do was bring somebody in to help alleviate some of the defensive issues that were going on. We didn't get that at all. And it, it, it's hard because you can't, there's only so much you can do as an attacking player defensively before you're just completely taken out of your role, taken out of any impact of the game. And, and it's, there's no getting back from that. You know, maybe we'd be having a different conversation if Kane got his hat trick and, and buried that last chance. But uh, I just think that the, the, what we put out there wasn't working. The substitutions weren't set up 
to give us anything. And I, I know people are going to be sitting out there saying, well, Sun offers more defensively. That's true, sure. Um, but he's more like covering for, for like a Reggion on the left. You know, he's not somebody who's going to sit in the center of the park and, you know, try to help out the center backs, help out Hoybjerg. You needed somebody there. Who that would have been, I honestly don't know because Sissoko is not playing well. Delhi, I don't think, could give a crap, honestly, about putting that kind of performance in. Yeah, Delhi was think- sitting there today looking like a make-a-wish kid. Yeah, it was laughing, bad, and, laughing and joking with Bale. You know, like actually, did you guys did you guys catch that little snippet? It was it was kind of funny. It looked like, and props to our boy Nikki Winks out there. It looked like <laughs> Winks was joking around, and everybody was like yucking it up around him. And then one of the coaches started chewing on Winks, and then the camera cut away. Did you guys catch that little yeah that little piece of the broadcast? Yeah, like, that's our bench right there. That's our bench. Yeah, <laughs> It's a, it's a bunch of guys. It's a bunch of guys who couldn't care less right now. Right. It's like yeah. the, it's like the end of the dugout in a high school baseball game. You know where where Mike's splitting his pants and lumbering down the field to try to try to catch <laughs> a foul ball. I'll tell you what, though. You know, we're in for an interesting summer. I think Jose said it earlier this week. Uh, you know, because the the entire transfer market's going to be. You know, who knows what's going to happen? Nobody's got money. Nobody's got the funds for anything. It's going to rely on selling players and trying to make that back. But uh, what's what I'm honestly more excited for is just bringing Skip back and giving him a run out in the team because there's somebody who would fit exactly the type of role you would need him to fit in that team, and we just don't have that right now. So I, I'm looking towards the future. I'm hopeful that you know Skip can translate his success with Norwich to success with Spurs because um, – We've got deficiencies. It's clear. We need to fix them. We have deficiencies. It's clear. I want to. I want you guys to pick apart my feelings about today. Um, watching the match, my my sister, who I've told you follows Spurs, with me. She wasn't able to watch, so I was just texting her kind of updates on goals. So um, Newcastle gets that goal, and I'm saying to myself, like, here we go. You know, here we go. We're get, we're gonna suck for the next 70 minutes or so and then we're going to show some life in the final final 10 minutes and and maybe draw even that was what i was thinking in that moment then boom we equalize then boom we go up one and so then i'm thinking oh now now jose is going to drop drop into the block right he's, he's we're going to play just defensively which is logical but then we're also at risk because they're attacking the whole time and that didn't happen um so i was just kind of wondering myself like where is this going to go i, I think we all knew that it an equalizer was coming at some point because they were having more attacking success than, than we were having. And uh, at the end, I found myself not frustrated and that I wouldn't say it bothered me, but it just, it just seemed logical to not be frustrated because I think we're a, we might be a top six team, but five or six, we're not top four. You know, if we, if we would have found ourselves top four right now off of a, off of a three point win, it'd be bogus. There's no legitimacy to that. Like we don't have the skill of a top four team. We don't have the consistency of a top four team. Um, Dave, I think it's more the consistency than anything else. Cause we do have the skill. We've got the athleticism, you know, for all of the heartache that I give Davidson Sanchez, he's a very talented player. You know, he's got all the physical attributes to be an amazing center back. He's inconsistent. He doesn't learn from his mistakes. And and I think therein lies the problem with Spurs. You would think that after 
what is this? I, Spurs have dropped 13 points from winning positions due to goals right. in the last 15 minutes. 13 right. points is insane. Like at some point along that stretch, you would think the players would go, you know what? Maybe we should pay attention for 90 minutes, but they haven't done that. And here oh, we are. You can't, you can't say so. Devin Sanchez doesn't have all the, the, the attributes to make a good center back. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know why? Because he's stupid. That's fair. He's I'll give you dumb. that, Mike. He's I, dumb. You gotta. I'm. Not, you gotta be from, smart if you're a from center a physical, back, right? From a physical perspective, oh, sure. Yeah, you know, if you took so skinny, he's, he's skinny, got some muscles, he's fast. He can. He can. He doesn't show that he can. He's jump, like one he, of the tallest Colombians out there, man. <laughs> hey, he and I'm not ready to question his Colombian in history. Next he, might be a, he might be a really smart dude. He just makes bad decisions on the on the soccer pitch. Look, let's let's be clear about that. All I'm saying is I'm not you, a smart dude and I might, and I make bad decisions on a daily basis. If, look, all I'm saying is if you could take Ledley King's brain and put it in Davinson Sanchez's body, you would have a phenomenal center back. Yeah, and Spurs wouldn't be able to afford that player anyway. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's the reality. Hey, uh, so I do think I, I do think our best match of the season was clearly a a six-one drubbing at Man U uh, earlier in the year. So Kamal, I want to I want to ask you. Well, I just wanted to say that actually, but I want to ask <laughs> you the I want to ask you the Mourinho question. You know, um, the three of us when we started doing this, we were all pretty solidly Mourinho in. Like, all right, you know, let's give this guy time. Let's have some things happen. I think we've evolved to uh, to be Mourinho out at this stage in time, and it just comes down to a matter of when. And the question is when. And uh, we, we sometimes have some debates about what the role of a, of a soccer manager is, right? Like, is it their job to motivate these professionals that make really good money to play a kid's game? Or, you know, should they just be able to orchestrate and kind of chess, move the chess pieces on the, on the chessboard for a good, a good match, a good season? My question to you is, like, as you watch Mourinho, your former manager, just um, lead Spurs to questionable places, what goes through your mind as you see that? And what do you think is – Spurs best play when it comes to Mourinho uh, keeping him around or giving him the boot. Um, I, I think, I think Mourinho, um, he need, he needs to have, you know, the, uh, it's not necessarily the spotlight, but he, he's, he's very opinionated, you know, he's, he wants what he wants. And if you can't fit what he wants, he's not going to fit, to what you want in terms of the players on the pitch. And I think that's why he's having a hard time with, uh, you know, Tottenham. Um, he had some early success with Man U uh, with that because he, you know, I think he had more of those players that were, were playing his style. Um, but, you know, at Tottenham, uh, I just don't, he, he's never going to conform to, you know, whatever is uh, working best for the, the roster he has. And, um, you know, I, I think that only works in certain systems if you have that top flight talent. And I think that's what we're, you know, alluding to earlier. Tottenham doesn't, you know, they, they are talented. Those players are talented. Um, they're talented working, you know, with certain other players in, in a certain formation. And I, I don't think that's what, you know, Jose is putting out there uh, on the pitch. I think they're successful because their talent overcomes their actual style of play. Um which is the, you know, relying on Kane and Son, you know, you're going to, you're going to win games no matter how you play and, and your, your back half, if you have Kane and Son on the pitch, in my opinion. Um, so I think they, you know, they get away with a, a lot with uh, those two, but 
you know, I, I think uh, Mourinho is a is a good shock, you know, good flair, a, a, a good good jolt for a little while until you realize, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a little too hard to, you know, uh, you know, keep the pacifier, I guess, in in his mouth and keep him happy. So it's just going to be a little too difficult in Tottenham. You know, they don't. I don't think, in my opinion, have necessarily the money to you know shell out for you know some of these top tier names that Mourinho you know has coached in the past who you know I'm sure he would love on his squad you know I just it's just the money is just not there so you oh know, you mean after building a, a billion dollar stadium they don't have the money <laughs> <laughs> and then and then COVID hitting immediately <laughs> yeah, and the money to hire a bunch of guys that are 29 30 31 years old right we have concerts in the NFL <laughs> yeah, COVID. Yeah. hey Atlanta's playing uh you I know sometime that. this e- next season so we got that Maybe. That is true. That is true. Unless they the, cancel. The Atlanta Falcons are going to save Spurs. I can I can just see it. Yeah, that's the that's <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll be play, they'll be playing the Jaguars, you know. It it'll, it'll get a huge draw over there. They love the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jacksonville we'll doesn't but, but but London does. We'll be sitting here is we'll that, be is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have a huge fan base in London. Why? What's that all about? <laughs> I don't know. It might be it might be because they were one of the first teams to play there. Good enough. They do have those I think cool. They played the Raiders. It was like the first game or something. Right. So I've I've got a I've actually got a question for you, Kamal, because I'm very curious, and I think I already know the answer um, to this. But you know, obviously we've got United coming up, and maybe I'm getting ahead of Dave here. But no, go I, for it, dude. I desperately need to know: Is there any part of you that thinks that we're going to get anything close to a repeat of the last game, <laughs> or is this going to be one where you kind of just take it all out? Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, the, the, it's uh, Ollie is also a lot like uh, Mourinho. I think Ollie has a little more, a little more class, um, <laughs> in my opinion, but he's also, you know, he's got, he, he's fierce. He's got, he's got a little, little, you know, a little pent up aggression in him that, you know, you, you see, you know, jump out every once in a while. So no, he takes a loss like that to heart, man. I, I mean, it, it, was, it was rough. I think the roughest part of that loss was that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I watched it with uh, a lot of uh, Tottenham fans as well um, at a at a brewery, which I call my home away from home. But that's that's uh, it's it's Vermont Spurs home now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's not it's not my home. Um, you're, you're still welcome anytime, man. Don't sweat. <laughs> yeah, that was a drubbing for sure. No, but I think we'll come out, you know, uh, guns guns ablazing. And, uh, you know, we had some newer players that, that you know, weren't, weren't quite there yet. You know, Cavani just getting his feet wet. And, um, uh, you know, we have uh, Diallo now. <laughs> He's had a couple showings um, in some uh, cup matches. And, and Diallo is good. So I'm hoping to see him. Uh, Greenwood needs to get back in form clearly. Um, and, uh, you know, Pogba is healthy again. So, you know, we might get a, we might get a good match this weekend. It's I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. Or next weekend. All right. So let's, let's roll on this man. You train a little bit. You've heard us. We, we, we talk a little trash about Sanchez. We, we talk a lot about Harry Winks. We don't tend to be shy about players that we don't care for. So I got two questions for you, Kamal. Uh, one is, and I don't know if you have any kids, but let's imagine you had a little, uh, little kid and you were getting ready to buy a you know a, a kit for for that little baby um so question number one is 
what Man U player would you actually be willing to put their name on the back of your child? That's question number one. And then the second, what Man U player can you not stand that you just wish that they would leave them off of leave them off the bus every time the team is going anywhere? I think I know the answer. to the second one all right let me let me answer the first one first um and i do i do have two children um and uh they're old enough uh, my daughter's 12 my son's nine and i actually buy him quite quite a few uh soccer kits he's got plenty and uh he only has one man you one and it is rashford he is uh okay rashford's always been you know he's he's been my guy came up through the system and he uh you know just just was was poised never never uh never shied away from you know the the spotlight when he was put in there in situations you know i always remember the uh the uh, penalty that he took a couple years ago um in the champions league uh, match against psg and i mean he took that with so much poise and you know this kid's you know still what 20 21 22 he's still (laughs) still a little baby and um, so he's, he's definitely number one, always liked Rashford. Um, I have a Pogba Jersey myself. Uh, that's, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole story. Yeah. That's yeah. A whole nother story behind that. Pogba is a, he's an up and down guy for me. He, he, you know, kind of want to throw him away sometimes, but then other times like, wow, this is what you have hidden in you this whole time. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Rashford. Uh, and Mike, who, who do I want to throw off the bus? Tell oh. me. Right, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Harry Maguire. Yeah, it's definitely Harry Maguire. Man. <laughs> All right, let's hear about that. Let's let's hear definitely the why. Harry Maguire. I just I just don't, you know, and he he's actually very well liked um by a lot of Manchester United fans and you know, to statistics show, I think he has the most minutes out of any Premier League player this year. Um but he just he he'll he'll you know, he he won't falter when when you need him in the clutch, which is great. He'll come up in clutch moments. But then he'll make the most bogus, you know, stupid, a lot like Davis Sanchez, maybe. <laughs> you know, the head, you know, Harry Maguire, he's probably like a quadruple X hat size. And yeah. <laughs> you would think he would have a big brain there that functions as well. But, you know, the, the same situation, you know, that you guys feel with uh, Sanchez, I, I feel the same way about Maguire. He will just. You know, made some bonehead mistakes. I think a couple of weeks ago he had a he had a point blank goal. It was off a corner. I think he had two or three in this game against. Uh, it was either Fulham or the week after um, against uh, Crystal Palace, and you know he missed them both. And, and you know they're just point blank. And I know that's not why he's on the pitch, but you know on corners when you when you have a heading opportunity, especially the size of that head, then yes, that is why you're on the pitch. <laughs> So, yeah, that's, a, that's a prerequisite for a center back though right i mean right <laughs> you gotta you gotta be tall like, okay you're the, you're, the head, you're center back yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and you know him him being the captain i think uh that also drives me crazy that's that's probably part two um you know a his uh his bonehead decision sometimes but then b um you know i just don't think he has the captain material you know i i've always um you know, believe that the captain, he's got to be, he's got to be the man of the ship. Um, and, you know, Maguire just doesn't have a huge voice out there. I know he likes to pretend he does, um, but you just don't see it. And, um, you know, I, th- I think that's what you need in your captain. You need your captain to be loud. You need your captain to, to pump you up when, when you need that to happen. He's playing all 90 minutes, 90 plus minutes. Um, so he's got to have the energy out there to do it for the whole 90 minutes. And I don't, I don't think he has that. Um so yeah, he's he's that player, man. And you know, 
like I said, the, the captains need to be that guy you know, that I mentioned earlier, Ferdinand. He was when he came up, uh, Man U, I think it was 01 or 02. Um, that was my guy. You know, he was the captain without having the captain's band because he, you know, he's 6'5", standing, standing back there in front of Vandersar. And, you know, he's he's telling Vandersar what to do. He's not, <laughs> you know, and he's behind him. Uh, so and McGuire just doesn't have that leadership, in my opinion. So, yeah, I throw him off the bus any day, especially I mean, we spent what, 70 something uh, million, you know, million <laughs> or something like that. It was it, our Navy boy. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should be getting a lot more out of him, in my opinion. Well, Kamal, I appreciate that perspective, and I, I I agree with both your choices. Not that that matters, but I agree with both your choices. That's the, <laughs> those are the ones to go with. Uh, Steve, I'd like to hear your take, just game plan, strategy wise, looking at that menu match. What's uh, what are you thinking about if you're if you're the manager of our squad? What are you doing to to deal with this upcoming match? Uh, praying for a miracle at this point. I mean, <laughs> not really much else for him to do. Like I, I, I've been chewing on that for the last couple of minutes now. Cause I knew the question was going to be coming. And I, all I can think is you got to get Toby back in there. You know, whether it's with Rodon, whether it's with Sanchez, Toby needs to be in there to provide some kind of stability to that back line. Um, otherwise, you know, Tanganga, Region, they got to stick around. They need to you know, greatly improve. Rayon's going to be in there just because Davies is going to be out injured. And honestly, Tanganga is still better than Aurier and Darty. So I think he keeps his spot. Honestly, you probably see more of a similar lineup to what we saw in that second half. Um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the only two changes were Toby in at the back. Um, honestly, it's probably going to be for Sanchez as much as I would hate to see that. Uh, and Son's probably going to start in front of uh, Vinicius. Um, I imagine that the game plan is just going to be soak up pressure, hit on the counterattack, target Maguire, hope for the best. Um, but, you know, you've got a really disappointing game. It looks like unless something changes in the next 45 minutes, Manchester United are having a very disappointing day. Um so you could end up with two teams who feel like they should be doing better going at it. One of them is going to be very sore about the last time um, we met. And I honestly think going into the game that United have uh, more to play for than Spurs, uh, just strictly from a pride perspective. You know, I'd love to think that this team has more pride to play better, but Aside from a handful of players, I just don't see it within the squad. So uh, I'm feeling like this is going to be another abysmal game. United's going to be in control. You know, it'll be like an 80%, 20% thing where they're dominating, you know, and we'll probably see the same sort of thing that we've seen time and time again will be the 80th minute and suddenly something clicks for Spurs and they realize, oh, crap, we're playing a soccer game. We need to actually do something if we want to get anything out of this. So not really looking forward to it. It should be a great game from you know a neutral perspective. I'm sure Kamal's going to have a much happier time next week than we will. Uh, but you know that's that's just me being optimistic, I guess. So so I do want to say though, Steve, before before we get Kamal's take on on that match, um, Man U has more to play for than us, and whenever we have something to play for, we're terrible. So the possibility of us having less to play for. And maybe just soaking up the counterattack and and uh, or soaking up the attack and getting a counter here and there. Who knows, right? Like the, these guys are so inconsistent. It's it's 
maddening. Come on, what are you what are you looking for going into this match next weekend? Um, I'm looking for uh, some revenge. Obviously, like you, you have to have that's number one, right? Um, obviously, you want to uh, play the game to get to get the points necessary, and you know we are sitting at number two, but you know we have uh, people on our right right on our tail, so we want to make sure we keep the pressure on. There's only well, a quarter of the season left, uh, so we want to make sure that you know we we keep our lead. Um, but definitely number one is is revenge. You got to get revenge. You got to you got to put the feet at the throat in this game. I feel like, um, which is our, our our Achilles as well, and and I think uh, that's you know could lead to us also losing with the counterattack, like Steve is, is mentioning. You know, we put the pressure. You know, we have five players sometimes up there, and they they don't all get back with with Rashford and Greenwood and Cavani and Fernandez. Um, you know, uh, Pogba sometimes doesn't doesn't even hustle, and you know, like I said, those are the situations you put Harry Maguire in, and <laughs> he might have, make a couple bonehead mistakes, and that's all you need. So, you know, the uh, the opportunities, in my opinion, for this Man U squad, we do have more to fight for. I think uh, I agree with that. Um, I, I, so I, I think the opportunities are endless for for us to come out victorious but then on the flip side if we can't actually put the ball in the back of the net <clears throat> then uh you know we can turn out on the other end of it yeah mike how about you man what's your take on this one um sorry i got hung up kind of watching the the man you match <laughs> um but actually hey before you do that kamal apologies when we scheduled our timing on this one that that one didn't cross the radar that there was a there was a conflict so Oh, it did with me. Mad, mad <laughs> respect that you're even here talking to us about our club when uh, when your club's on the tube right now. So thank you. Not a problem. The the uh, you know they're not playing so hot. It's another typical seventy possession, you know, seventy percent possession game. Hang with it in the back for and nothing comes of it. So you're not missing much. <laughs> well, you know, Bruno Bruno might fall down in the box for no reason and get a penalty kick or, or might, yeah, he might. Or or, or Rashford, Rashford will work hard to get a penalty and Bruno will get the goal out of it. So <laughs> yeah, we, we can always count on that for sure. <laughs> if if there's one thing you could say about Bruno is that he he knows how to take a penalty kick, man. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, um, he does. You know, I'm 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 looking for um, a little more fight out of Manu. I, I feel like, you know, that, that first match we, we got, um, was it Rashford who scored right off? Right. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Rashford and it was real quick. And then all of a sudden something clicked in Spurs. It's something that we haven't seen since this season. And I think something clicked with them. And at that point, Jose was like, at that point in the season, it was early, but Jose was getting all the tactics right. He was getting his subs right. Um, you know, he's get he had his formations right. Everybody was healthy and and not beat up and tired. Um, and and I think what we saw then was that man that we had a lot of depth. Man, you had guys that were injured. Man, you had had young guys who had yet to step on the field. Really, like Greenwood didn't. I don't even think Greenwood played in that game. Um, he's a young talent, man. That 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 I think is is going to be a difference maker for probably not Man U in the future, but some other team. Um, but I I think that first game, what we saw was a team, a Tottenham team that said. 
you know what? Screw this. We're not going to be pushed around anymore. And they, they took it to man you. Um, we're not that team anymore. You know, we're not that same team. Um, and it keeps bringing me back to, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another every single week, you know, and, and I still, it brings me back to the manager. It really does. You know, whether it's tactics one week, the next week, it's the subs, the next week, it's, it's your starting lineup, you know, it keeps bringing me back to that manager has to change something to get these players to do what he, what he needs them to do to win the game. And I don't know about this week. It's going to be a, it might be a rough game to watch from a, from a Spurs fans perspective. Um, Though we, we could be surprised, you know, Sonny's had some time off to rest and recuperate. Um, I think you're going to see probably Sanchez and Toby out there. I don't think, I think the Roden, experiments done you're probably going to see Aurier back out there uh maybe um which i don't want to see i think tanganga's the guy um you might even see lamella starting for, in place of lucas um it, it really depends you know on the, on the fire and the fire that they're going to see in in practice and in, in training and we're not going to be able to see that because like you said it's always happy happy grabby fun time as dave likes to say <laughs> that's exactly you know right. on the on the on the spurs <laughs> on Spurs TV. So, um, you know, I, I, th- I think that it's going to be probably a three, one, three, one man, you win. Um, I don't think we stand a chance of, of winning. Quite I honest. think I'm with you on that. The only, the only thing I would say counter to what you just said, Mike is Aurier always intrigues me because we know he can be prone to mistakes and lapses, but when he hasn't played for a while and he comes in, he comes in fresh. I don't mean physically fresh, but just fresh. And he's not been on the pitch in a long time. He has monster games. He bangs up and down, down the right side. He crosses the ball well. And and so I'm curious about Aurier in spurts. Uh, I do think Tanganga is a better all-around player, but I'm excited about what, what Aurier might bring down the road. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens over the weekend. Scored in, uh, scored in that game uh, against Man U. <clears throat> so, you know, I want to hold off on Aurier, Mike. He might be uh, – yeah. Might be that guy. That he scored twice, in. right? Didn't was that the game he scored twice? No, no. Nah. 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 Well, I don't know. We scored a lot of goals, you know, so he could have very easily. I've been sitting here thinking, based on the conversation that we've had. You know what? I've decided that I would absolutely love to see just a game where you've got on one side, you've got Hugo and goal, you've got Davidson Sanchez, and you've got Harry Kane. Just those three players, and I want them to go up against Bruno Fernandez, Harry Maguire, and David De Gea. And just see who ends up conceding and scoring more penalties, because that's got to be the only thing that happens in that game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be. That could be right. <laughs> but we won't have. Uh, we'll most likely have um, Henderson. I mean, in, in my opinion, Henderson is is the the better goalie right now. He's my draft yeah. stud, man. <laughs> I, I just hope that um, Ollie doesn't figure that out because I like Henderson and I would love for him to sit on that bench for that game <laughs> for that exact reason. I, I also think he's right now the better keeper for United, but uh, you know, don't, don't tell Ollie I said that. I know he takes uh, everything that I say to heart. He does. Ollie knows I, I who, love me who some Big Steve is. He's one of our dozens of listeners for sure. 
I, I love me some Ollie, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. The guy, you know, you, you see, yeah, you see his name. He's got that big, that big, tough, you know, kind of Viking name, right? And Germanic name. And he gets he gets out there in his post game pressers, and he and he sounds like he sounds like a little Scottish elf, you know. <laughs> it's it's always funny to me, you know. And I I wish I could do the impression, but you know, I I, I want this big this big voice to come out of him, you know, and like like a Ragnar type of like, you know, and, and it's just, it never happens. He's always got that little Scottish accent and it's very funny to me. Now he looks like, do you guys remember And I don't know if, if you're old enough to remember, you remember Teddy Ruxpin, that little kind of creepy teddy bear that would, would talk <laughs> yes. like that. That's what Ollie looks like is, yeah. is and so the middle yes. name Gunner just doesn't do any, any justice to Teddy Ruxpin. But anyway, that's where we are. I have a, I have a soft spot in my uh, heart for Ollie. He's the one that scored um, the, the goal in extra time in the uh in 99 for the for the uh, champions league against Bayern uh to get the treble so he he has he has a he has a spot in my heart man when when i you know heard that he was going to be the interim uh chief there you know i was i was pumped i was pumped for him and you know he led us you know through the whole covid the startup uh process pretty well um that's when fernandez and greenwood were in great shape uh, and you know we're number two in the league now, and Ali, you know, two and a half years at the helm, he's doing he's doing just fine. I, I, I've always liked him as a player, as a coach, and you know, just give him some time and give him the talent. I think he'll do well. We can't argue with that, man. You're in a better position than we are, so uh, definitely can't argue. <laughs> hey guys, we are uh, we're we're creeping up on time to wrap things up. So just want to look ahead at next week. We uh, obviously got Manu next weekend. We got a, another guest joining us, uh, a friend from New York City, Kyle from the Garden, is going to be joining us for our, our uh, recording session next week. So looking forward to that. Kamal, I want to thank you for being with us today, man. It's been good to have a different perspective and just have a, a new friend join us. So thank you very much. No worries. I was glad. Uh, it was a good time to be here. Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for the invite. Excellent. Steve, any parting words before we take off? Oh, you know, I think I've said my piece. I'm just, I, I, I'm going to be a bundle of nerves for the next week until I'm inevitably disappointed <laughs> when we lose to Man United and fall further away from a top four spot. But what are you going to do at this point, right? You're like our Eeyore this week, Steve. You just, <laughs> oh, bother. Yeah, oh, bother. Mike, how about you? Any parting words? Um, I, I, I really hope for a great match. Um, next week uh it's going to be a nice sunny pre-spring or spring weekend week in vermont and uh i think next week i'm hoping for a good game but i don't really i'm not really sure that we can win but um let's let's hope for the best and uh i got my my uh my eight-year-old here wants to say uh <laughs> wants to say one thing go ahead say it. come on you spurs hey that's the way we ended it thanks buddy come on you spurs everybody have a great day take care Thanks. Ah!